0: jeff 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 what up i had an epiphany last night i'm ready okay so uh my son has a mullet because mullets are all the rage right now
1: yeah right
0: and 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 he's a he's a little little redneck at heart who wants to wear his cowboy boots everywhere and has a mullet and it makes Uh me happy Uh uh-huh so i had this epiphany though last night and i was talking, I texted my sister about it. Happy birthday to her and my ne- nephew. She and one of her kids have the same birthday and he has a, a glorious mullet. Um, the Why do people, why do kids today have mullets? Like why are mullets trendy right now?
1: There's something about high school, man. I remember when I was in high school that the look was just the just don't cut your hair right like the no style it's just kind of long and in your face and then you do the little flip thing oh, that, yes. was, that yes. was what i did and i would wear like black band t-shirts and then moccasins and it was like uh dude, mm-hmm. the
0: moccasins and gym shorts that was a big yeah. thing and i remember when i moved to utah halfway through my junior year everyone wore moccasins well some people i live in california moccasins but i was like everyone wore gym shorts and then had their keys on a lanyard that was the thing in Utah yeah, high school so in 2008.
1: Goes. So uh, look at this, look at this. You right still here. do that. Well, it's new because let me see. My wife got it for me. Look at this. It's it's branded.
0: Oh, it's there the Rakutu
1: lanyard. It's for my press passes mostly. But okay. when my wife was gone, I was lo- I kept losing her keys, so I had to attach all of my keys and her keys together. But no, like I think there's just something about high school, man. That like it's cool to not care. And like a mullet is like, Oh, well, I don't really care. Cause it's ugly and everybody laughs at it. But also I care so much about like making it perfect. And but it, that's it, the, the thing, thing with appearance the mullet. That you don't right? care.
0: Is I feel like the mullet kind of coincided with like pit vipers getting popular. And it's kind yeah. of like this bringing back of like eighties neon stuff. So this is my epiphany. Everybody who has mullets now they do it because like, dude, remember like, how trashy mullets looked in the eighties or whatever. And everyone had mullets like mullets, mullets once back then. But what did people in 1983 who had a mullet think? Or well, I think the caused of the initially, cause now we do it because we look back and you're like, Oh, that was awesome. Let's bring it back. But the well, initial, nobody thing, was going
1: to, nobody was going back to like depression era clothing. Like it was just too hot. So I don't think that like fashion started. I don't think we could really count the, the true start of fashion until like 1965. Because everything prior to
0: 1985 was kind of the same. Which means, though, that the reason that people have mullets now versus why they had them in 1985 is very different. And yeah. I want to know what went through someone's head. Because now... Well, I think that like it's rednecks. People... No, no, no,
1: no. I got the answer for you. It's rednecks. So think about it. A redneck, like you think a redneck is because like they're a hick. But a redneck is because you're out in the sun and you were getting sunburned right. working on the farm so you had a redneck. But if you had a mullet and you're out there driving a tractor, your redneck is being protected by the shade of your mullet. Of course it is. So that's where it came from. It was practical. It, when all uh, of the hicks had redneck mullets because like in the 70s and 80s like we were all working out on the farm or working construction or something.
0: Okay, now so
1: people just do it because they think it's like retro, but no, like back then it had a practical use to it.
0: Uh, it, looks, it looks like uh, singer Tom Jones, the guy who sings It's Not Unusual or What's New Pussycat, he sported a mullet in ah. 1965. Well, I made up the and, whole
1: thing about the tractor. but
0: the... And then uh, like David Bowie, Rob Stewart, Paul McCartney, they all had them in the early 70s. But in the 80s, it's kind of when it went mainstream. But yeah, that well, was my epiphany. It, when
1: did it go to the rednecks then? Because it became like a hick thing.
0: Yeah, when did mullets become trashy? Well, it was a
1: classy kind of trash, but...
0: Well, I'm not asking because I think that. I'm typing that because Google in all of their Bay Area-ness. You know, you got to talk to your audience. And if I want the Google search to answer me... It's so elite. Oh, the evolution...
1: West Coast elitism
0: of the mullet oh there's a whole thing on Reader's Digest about the evolution of the mullet going back to Roman times I don't trust anything Reader's Digest anyway that was my opinion about mullets is that I still I don't know what the initial genesis was because everyone now does it because it was cool thirty years ago and they want to bring it back, but there was no bringing it back from the original thing. It is like one eternal round, right? Like it, it's. Hey, it know,
1: is, man. It's all cyclical. Don't you remember? I mean, you're a little bit younger than me, but like so I'm I remember, like a year
0: and a half younger. I'm a year younger than you. Wait, I two you years were younger. like
1: five years younger than no, me.
0: No, wait. Well, you're you were born in what eighty nine? Yeah. Okay, so I'm two years younger than you, oh, almost right. exactly, because our birthdays thought, are both in January.
1: I thought you were way younger. Anyway. Do you remember in like middle school then? Because I remember it was like seventh, eighth grade, all of a sudden Pearl Snap shirts became cool again. Oh, yeah. Like it just sort of happened and like nobody talked about it. it pearl wasn't Snap like,
0: shirts should make it come back again. Pearl well, Snap shirts.
1: They, they, they kind of they exist in certain circles, but it was like all of a sudden everybody's wearing Pearl Snap shirts. And I, I remember I, I wore, I had, I had Royal Blue, very similar to this Royal, and it had like little tassel things, like little flowery design with horseshoes on it and then Pearl Snaps. Dude, because I was a little bit of a rodeo kid, right? Right, I grew up on the farms, you know, and so like mutton busting and stuff. So I had some like real, real rodeo things going on. But I remember like nobody talked about it. We just all of a sudden started wearing pearl snaps, and it was like, yeah, that's that's dope. What's where'd you get it? And then we all went to the pearl snaps, and I don't know, I don't know how it happened. I think maybe it's the thrift stores. Like we all bought our stuff. And then we kept, into, kept it in our closet until we absolutely were too fat to have it. So like 15 years later, you donate it back to the Goodwill store where you bought it from. And now all of today's kids are like, oh, let's go thrifting and get all the stuff that's there. I, and then, you know,
0: I like this theory, actually. I, I wonder if there's something to it. That, there may be a chance. I, I like that theory. And other news, Jeff, I need to have this discussion with you. What does do we need to do to get you an iPhone? Uh I just, it has to be sponsored. Okay. Uh, it
1: could be either, you know, an iPhone brought to you by Garrett McClintock or by, you know, somebody else, but
0: I, because I I Look, convinced, I convinced my one, I have like of my daily group text. Yeah. It's you and yeah. one other person yeah. are the only ones. And that other person, he ordered an iPhone today. I, will I convinced never... him to.
1: I, I I am Team Samsung for sure, but I'm not like I really don't care that much. I'm Team Money first. Like if I'm having to pay my own dollars, I'm always going to buy a Samsung. But if somebody else is willing to pay dollars and give me something, I'm not that dedicated to Samsung. I'm more. Can we sell your current
0: phone? and put in and put that towards this to uh, recoup some costs.
1: Well, I'd have no issues with that. It's like a 3-year-old phone. I have been holding on oh, to it. You, for you a need an upgrade. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. So it's probably So you're, you're not getting In you know, the Samsungs, it.
0: they don't they don't hold the monetary value the way well, the iPhones do. No,
1: not when you treat them how I do. No.
0: Yeah, no, definitely okay. not. Cuz you know, I just want to be able to uh you know, one of the things that came up is I, I want to be able to share my location with all my friends in case I'm abducted for some mm-hmm. reason. There's an army of people to come find me. So, so
1: something I run into a lot um, I, I think people mostly know this but I've been working with uh, the Royal Blue Collective we're doing some
0: things and uh, dude, every- you're gonna come off as a total poor you're not pre-rich to them you're poor because you got green bubbles they don't want to no, deal with you Oh
1: no, it's be- it's worse than that like everything you've heard about the green bubble blue bubble drama I'm so just ignored. So, everybody on this, this, this type, is
0: affecting your financial future. Get, go get your wife. Like, I'm this is affecting the bottom line of your household.
1: My, my wife has an iPhone too. Like, she would prefer I Switch, but uh, no. So, all they just don't even see my texts anymore because everybody at the Royal Blue is, is the, like they're all way In more successful than I'll ever be. They don't even use their phones, everything's they're just on their like MacBooks 100% of the time. So like when I send a message to that group, they don't even see Um, it.
0: They don't have it set up. Well, there is like you have to enable a setting to include SMSs.
1: No, they don't want it. They just deal with whoever has an iPhone. They see that and they talk to them. So it isn't even like active green bubble discrimination like I'm used to. It's just they don't even know I exist. I have to call somebody like physically pick up the phone and call in order to get like a response.
0: That's, I it mean, has
1: jettisoned me back to the 90s. It's, so it's been
0: a problem. I think Jeff, what you're saying here, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because, and the reason I convinced my friend is, I went and I upgraded my AirPods to the latest version yesterday, and it, it just the it's amazing. I have ha- I have Bose headphones, and it's like these are better. The spatial audio is amazing. Oh, it's just ev- everything about if- them. Is incredible
1: or the greater give him hell Brigham listenership wants to provide an iPhone to me yes I will use okay, it so I will make the switch but I'm not paying my own money for an iPhone ever
0: ever you say that now ever but okay. you know if you're gonna hold on to it for three years you may change your mind in three years oh, I
1: mean ever like I I look at it like how much more discrimination can I possibly take that I haven't already taken for being the Android guy like, the worst is already over. Now it's just who I am. So, like, it doesn't even bother me anymore. I it's, was that guy. Once
0: am. upon a time, that was me. In, I know. in 2019, it all changed. I know. I, so, I've heard. So, okay. If you're listening to this, you can go in the tip jar at uh, what's, like, givemeacoffee.com. I mean,
1: my only thing with- Buy follow, me a coffee. It, it's got to
0: be, I have to have the big one. It's oh, always- we'll get you the pro that's what i just, i got Is it pro? i don't know what they the are iPhone, iPhone, the 14 pro with the 48 megapixel camera it's just got image be the stabilization biggest, it's the incredible
1: screen that's the one it has to be i don't even really care about the features as much it's just it's got to be the
0: big screen almost like a tablet okay we'll get it for you all right I'll figure it out i will i you know i'll look in the ghb bank account we'll get it going <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but anyway we do have an agenda uh even though there's not really anything has happened, um, so we're this is how deep into the off season grind of things we are. Our agenda is facilities, not even BYU facilities, not even BYU facilities. We're getting into our conference mate facilities, uh, and we're talking about, I guess, then what we want to see in terms of BYU facilities because this week Oklahoma State announced a new $325 million renovation plan. Um, building, you know, new basketball, renovating football stadium, all that stuff. Texas Tech announced a two hundred million dollars some odd project, a couple week or three hundred million dollar project a couple months ago. They released updated renderings. Theirs is actually going to be really cool because they are leaning into the southwesternness, southwesternness, and it's like so everything is kind of styled like a Spanish mission. um And so they're leaning into like, yeah, Lubbock sucks and we're in the middle of nowhere, but hey. Damn it, we're Lubbock and we're going to be Lubbock forever, which is and,
1: what Provo needs to do, too. Right. And they're then, Provo, so to embrace Provo.
0: Kansas also released, they announced, like, I think it was $150 million, which that one was not surprising uh, because Lance Leipold, when he signed a contract extension last year, part of his agreement was that he. That if the school did not announce a facilities pl- a funded facilities plan with a timeline by, I think it was July of this year, basically they gave him six months, then he would be able to leave with no buyout. So he put <laughs> it back onto the boosters of like, look, you either invest in facilities and like show commitment or I get to bounce a year from now without thinking. And then there's other stuff like if they don't open new facility, like if they don't, like it's basically staggered throughout his contract that if they don't stay on track with their facilities plan, he's out. Maybe so that's good fits for in Kalani's.
1: I mean, Kalani's was unprecedented and, and we're never going to so. get to see what was there. Maybe there was something there.
0: So as we're about to come into new money uh, and, you know, much more than our, well, currently our Pac-12 brethren are into zero money because no one wants them. They are abandoned orphans on the media yes. gutters. I've the So what would you, what would your priority order be of, you know, what would your priority order be of facilities changes in Provo? Yeah,
1: so when I was covering the high school state championship this last this year, I guess so in November, uh, I got a, up into the Utah press box at Rice Eccles Stadium, and whoa, like I've been in a in, in a fair amount of press boxes, but that was something different. Like that whole experience was like, whoa, this is really really nice. And if I if I go about like, you know, how how I would be a dictator that like takes over the world, you know, how, how I would take over control of a country, one of the first things that you've got to do is take control of the narrative, take control of the media, right? Like that's one of the things that creates the talking points among the townsfolk like us. So that's the first thing I'm doing is if you wanna show a commitment that's gonna be heard. And and publicized beyond whatever you know press release you release on BYUCougars.com, it's got to be something that is tangible and felt by the media all the time. And I would just totally whack the BYU Lavella Bridge Stadium press box. Like, don't even try to renovate it. Just rip that whole box down and start fresh. Make some luxury boxes and things like that for corporate sponsors and stuff. The collective, you know, other things that. You can make a, a you know try to recoup some uh, some revenue and have a nice game day experience, but I would make that press box really nice, really, really, really nice. So before I did anything for players, before it was locker rooms or, or weight rooms or anything like that, take care of the people who you are take, who you want to take care of you, right? Like take care of the people who you want to cover your program and and, and to to shine a light on what you're doing, and I think that will go a long ways. with with the overall coverage of BYU, frankly. Because one thing that I hear from our media friends so often is BYU's, I mean, everything down to like, aside from the Tacanos pregame meal, everybody hates everything about the BYU media experience, right? And they're stringent because they like control and things like that on other things. That stuff can't change. So if you're already going to be stringent and strict and tough to deal with, then make it at least super enjoyable once people have gone through those hoops. So that's what I would do to try to like publicize that hey look, BYU didn't have to do a, a facilities like a, a press box update, but they did and they did it damn well. That would be huge as BYU moves forward into their into their future.
0: Yeah, they I think well, you said with the press box, it's like you got to take care of the people, take care of you. My biggest thing is I think are things that I've seen. I just was talking to someone about this morning is the I know the the locker rooms in the stadium. Obviously, yeah, the, they stink. the SAB locker room got redone. Yeah, which is good. But the stadium locker room, that's like bottom three on my list because you're only in there for a couple hours like. Six times a year, seven times a and, year. And so I really you're there for on, the though. spring game, a couple scrimmages, right. and then six or seven home games. And when you're in the locker room, you're in there getting changed for 20, yeah. 30 minutes, going out, warming up, coming back, putting your pads on, going right back out. And then uh, like, the only it, thing it, I
1: want done to the
0: inside the stadium locker
1: rooms is make the away locker rooms worse. Like,
0: yeah. Figure the, out a
1: way to make that crappier.
0: Make it small. I mean, no AC. No heater. Yeah, like set the what, What's the school that's like they make it? It's pink. Make uh, it pink. Iowa. Iowa that's yeah. Iowa. Make it pink.
1: It that, like the lockers are strategically placed so that like the team can't be in one place at, at a time. So like if the head coach wants to have like a meeting with like a rah rah before the team, like half the team has to sit on the other side of this maze of lockers. So that's the only thing I want done with the in-stadium locker yeah. rooms is make the away teams
0: worse. So I do think, though, that with this money, I think that we will see, we won't see like a random announcement Like when we saw the annex being announced, it was like, oh, there's the annex. And then it was like a little bit later, it was like, oh, they're redoing this football locker room, whatever. The trend right now is for like, you don't say anything. Unless you're doing a big, like major renovation, like Oregon State tearing down half their stadium and rebuilding it, like, or you're doing a, like, you don't roll things out unless there's a facilities master plan. So I think there's a thing that we're going to see where it's like, dude, the RB, I think they just ripped out the pool. They put in a new pool like 10 years ago or something like that. And the RB, I remember it was a big thing because it wasn't Olympic size. And so people were mad about it or something. I don't know. I don't pay attention to swimming and diving, but they... So the RB is old. The Smith field house is old. Like they, they've done some things and it's like, now you do have all of the land around Provo high you, where you can tear that down. There's also everything, honestly, now everything's out of the campus. Cause they got rid of the BYU, the housing, like geography requirement. Where before to be BYU approved housing, it had to be within a certain distance of campus that's gone now. So you can't, there's a lot of old houses where because they were really close to campus, they were just dumps because the landlords were like, everyone wants to live close to campus. They don't care that it's a dump. They just want to be close to campus so they don't have to drive or deal with parking or whatever and just so they want proximity you can buy a lot of those old houses like you could buy. There's a couple blocks south of campus that you could just buy and tear down all the houses and build expand if you wanted to build south of the SA, of the IPF and Southfield and the tennis facility. So there's a lot of things that need to be rebuilt. I would not be surprised if we see a, you know, at some point in the next year or two of like a facilities master plan that is including everything. Of, like, because the inside, the concourse of the Marriott Center, that needs a facelift. The court is done. They've redone all of the seats now. So it's like they need to do the concourse of the Marriott Center, cover up the yellow around the outside, you know, with a new facade. And football needs that too. They need to expand more luxury seating options. That's good. But it's like then you get into the other sports and all the other things. So I think we will see something that's like this is going to be a 10 year plan of slowly doing this.
1: Help me, who is an idiot? Um, here's the I, I'm looking at Google Maps right now, right? Okay. So the I see the indoor practice facility, which is hella far away from the stadium, just for
0: what yeah. it's worth.
1: Because that the, the here's I guess here's where I start. Uh, my thought process with all, a lot of these new announcements, like Oklahoma State is the most recent one. It's like athletic villages, right? Like they're do they're, they're everything yep. is consolidated. It is BYU even set up to do that. Because, uh, like they have like the stadiums, right? Like you've got the Marriott Center and the baseball softball field, the Bellator stadium they're all kind of right by each other. And then there's a bunch of like spots that seem like you could use those. like you've got the Helaman fields and where track is. like it feels like you could renovate that and do it differently or the intramural area that used to be the practice field like across the street from the parking lot.
0: So I mean, the but, big like, thing is I you have all everything of is so out. It's gotta be it's gotta be by where Provo High is. You go across the street. I guess I don't know where Provo High is. The are oh, you there, looking at there. the map right now? It's yeah, labeled yeah, yeah. it's the West Campus oh, Central okay. Building now. So, so that's like, what you've
1: gotta do, and then you've just gotta like concede that your game day stadiums are gonna be far away. Like that doesn't work, right? I
0: mean it does though, because if your game day stadiums are in one spot and then like
1: basketball, like the Annex and the Marriott Center, like they're never gonna go to the athletic village if you do it down by Provo High.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. So the, but that's the other thing. I mean, there isn't unless you leave it's, basketball. Is Helaman Hall
1: is that just housing?
0: Yes. Is it nice housing? Uh, no. Helaman is the only dorm-style housing. Like, why don't we
1: just wipe that out? Like, why can't you just get rid of Helaman Hall?
0: Honestly, that is a possibility that you could have. Of, um, that is a possibility that you like, could that's have. That's your link, man. That,
1: like, that's like the middle that like is everything has to go around that. If you just like. Take that if you want to go live in a dorm, go live in like the MTC. That could be that could
0: be what connects all of it, where you rip out all of Helaman and then move build new dorms over the build new dorms where Provo High is. Yeah, and then then you can connect everything if you want to do that. Um, That actually wouldn't be. That wouldn't actually be a terrible idea. You I also a, have, I
1: should be a city planner, dude. I just whipped that uh, right there's out. There's also,
0: I mean, there's like the IT building and there is like a whole block of, you know, some apartments and stuff also. And like, there's like a swag and a gas station and stuff. So everything between university and Canyon, you also have, which you'd have to clear, but yeah, maybe tearing down, uh, you know, tearing down Hel- Helaman, maybe that's an option at some point. I don't which, know. Like which,
1: that's, that's what I, I think BYU would like to get there because when, when people talk about facilities, right, you want like the, the neon lights, you want to look at like Oregon, that's what everybody wants. BYU's not set up to do that today. They're just not, right? So I think the immediate upgrades that you're going to see, it's going to be a lot of like, yeah, we're going to do, what What are they doing now? Like the Club 22 thing that they're doing, right? The yeah. luxury boxes or the rest, whatever it is. You're going to see little things like that. You're going to see them Build the walkways in the corners, like small scoreboard type updates. I think that's what BYU is situated to do right now. Like the annex was kind of the last big thing that can really be done as it is currently constructed. If you want to start tearing stuff down and starting fresh, then you can get really innovative. But like the way that things are, are structured and set up right now, there's just not a lot of real estate to really do anything with Yeah, unless you start start over
0: unless yeah so either way between provo high school or the old provo high or helaman one of those is getting demolished and you got to build on top of it and it may honestly be that you have to do both because even like if you tear down the field house okay if you can get rid of the field house and that's fine because you can set up like you can play volleyball mm-hmm. in the, the marriott center just go to the steak to. steak center yeah, you can play volleyball in the marriott center for a season that's fine like the rb i don't know if you tear that like that's where the pool that is i don't know where you're gonna if you're supposed to host swim and dive meets i don't know where you're gonna do that for a season so it's kind of like you that but then if you get to the point of like hey say they're gonna build a new football stadium it's probably gotta be over either provo high probably has to go first because if you're gonna put a football stadium where helaman is now then you have to build new housing where Provo high is probably. So that way and that has to be done so that you can tear down Helaman, it's going to take a year to tear it down and clear out the like 12 buildings that are there and then build a new stadium.
1: Take that whole Helaman center and just make that like where you're going to have weight rooms and offices and like, that's where everything is leave the stadiums where they are.
0: And so, yeah, there's gotta be, if you're doing, you could also do it little by little, where it's like you tear down one building and build a couple. Sta- like if you're doing a full-on village, right, then you can make that your little village. I don't know. There, there's options. I think we will see something though, just because it's kind of the expectation is there's a splash of, hey, like we got to do this, and there's a lot of old things and kind of like the field house, the RB, those are all kind of built around the same time.
1: Yeah. That was back
0: when Cougar Stadium was there and the football stadium was in the side of like the RB, they built that when they built the new stadium because they that used to be the football field, and then there's a hill. And like the bleachers were just like the side of that hill. right? right? And so the, <laughs> in the like faculty office building is what they call it now. That was the bathrooms of the old football stadium. And right. that's like an office building at the very top of the hill by the JFSB. I, I would so, be
1: shocked if there wasn't something in the big 12 contract that said BYU had to commit X dollars to facilities. And yeah.
0: Operations. It's pretty standard. I think TCU and Utah both had to do that when they got the call up. And I think Louisville had to do the same thing going into the ACC. That's pretty, pretty standard. I be shocked if there wasn't. So I think we will see something just because there's a lot of age stuff and it's needed and we have the money to do it now. And you know, it, it I expect something. So I, I think initially though, I, what I want, and especially, I mean, obviously Charlotte is not a big time program. You love Charlotte though, man. I mean, I was a season take older. So, but it's one thing about that is since it is a newer school, that has, they've expanded their thing. Like they have a, the entire campus is red brick. Like all of the dorms, all of the classrooms, there's an architectural like style guide for every building. And so all of their athletic facilities are matching and built in a similar way with like the same seat. Like everything feels very coordinated. And that's my biggest complaint about campus in Provo is that like, it's a hodgepodge mess. It's just like, oh, we hired this designer to do this at this time. And this person did this at this time, whatever. And I would like to... If with this new facility thing, kind of what Texas Tech and Oklahoma City are doing is like, I want consistent branding throughout the outside and the insides. So we have it on the inside, but give me consistent branding on the outside of the building. Like, make it feel like you know this is, uh, like this is, this is Provo, this is BYU, like this is us. These are our facilities, not like, oh yeah, we have this pool over here that we use sometimes. You know, so let's give me, give me the end to end complete integrated experience that's my only request and which i think it'll happen because that is the way things are doing now and when those were built in the 70s that's not what people did that's how schools did um so the facilities are probably coming the only other thing because there's really no real byu news the only byu news this week is uh josh wilson has graduated and I thought he- we
1: talked about that like six weeks ago
0: I think we probably talked about like him as a name of someone who you could see maybe kind of quietly go away. But he was on with Criddle and kind of released a statement of like he feels like he did his time and he he got his degree and he's ready to go on. He, yeah, like, he knows that he wasn't going to the league, so he's he's ready this, to move this on. This
1: happened. Like, when did the semester start? January? Like this happened yeah. then. right Yeah. I, I thought we talked about it, but everybody was asking me questions and was super surprised. But I thought that anyway. Yeah,
0: he's not done, or he's done, not playing. Um, and then, so we just have our regular old topic of alignment, which I know we've talked poorly about our friend of the conference, MH version three or MH three, or however you're supposed to say that yeah. the, the source of all things, realignment who somehow yeah. in every single him. meeting, in every single meeting, the first thing everybody does is come out and text him. It doesn't matter what conference it's from. They go out and they DM him. All of the news, insider
1: everything. I love it. You
0: know, we've talked about he's, it's fan fiction. He's just, he's stringing people along and he's been in this long con game for over a decade. Of Like we
1: love Steven Spielberg and he made up stories out of nothing too.
0: But he today tweeted and he was at the King source. I don't know who that is. At Big 12 Conference, at Utah football, at BYU football. That's okay because Utah is pretty far down the wish list of the Pac-12 if the PAC 12 starts hemorrhaging schools aside from Oregon or Washington, they still have Arizona schools, Colorado have them San Diego state and Wazoo probably add more value than the Utes since we already have BYU. Oof. So from here forth, henceforth GEHB is pro MHB or three. I love it. Not an as truth. That can be your truth, whatever you want your truth to be, but yeah. we support him and his mission because well, the, the best thing of the last three weeks is everybody is finally starting to see <laughs> what we have known and dealt with for the last 15 years.
1: You got to respect MH Ver. I don't know what he is. Mountain high ver, like whatever he is. Uh, cause that dude has been committed to this con job for like 10 years. And at this point, I don't even think, I don't even think he's making things up. I think he, I think he legitimately thinks he's telling the truth.
0: I I've thought about this and hypothesized hype. What's that word? Hypothesized before. Yeah, nobody that. That word. I think because he did it for so long that he started, you know, people kind of may have started being like, Hey, I heard this. And it could be people from other, like you, you put up the front long enough as an in, inside, then people start reaching out to you and like DMing you stuff or whatever. Yeah, and you've probably experienced this too. And, but it's, it's not always stuff that's reliable, but I mean, you right. probably can too, Where you'll have random. And this occasionally happens to me. like a random person who listens to the show has come across our content. will DM me or text me and be like, Hey, I heard X, Y, and Z. Have you heard anything like that? And it's like, I haven't heard any of this. And that's like, oh. And then sometimes it's like, oh, that actually happened. And other times it's not. So I think as he's built up this brand of being the realignment guy, he's probably has gotten nuggets passed to him. But it's out of it is a lot of just like message board crap where there's rumors all the time on every message board that are meaningless and don't go anywhere, whatever. But it's people still hear things. So I think he does have, he probably does have some actual sources now because he's faked it for so long.
1: I think, you know how they tell you that like, if you ever have to take a lie detector test and you need to lie, you just clench your anus. Did you know that? No. Oh, that's like a thing. Like when you're taking a lie detector test, for whatever reason, the the brain muscles that it takes to like clench your anus is like the same kind of pressure that like will relieve the whatever the lie detector does to like set it off and make the lines go all squiggly. So if you ever need to lie, this is why they're not like allowed in court. And now they've started to put like sensors on the chairs when they do lie detectors that like detect anus clenching sensation. It sounds made up, but I'm telling you, it's true. I think that MH for, I think he's just out there with his anus clenched all the time. And like, it's not a lie if you believe it. And he just thinks he's out here slinging the true stories of everything. And his butthole is just permanently clenched. I think that's
0: who he is. I, it could be. I hope so. I, I don't know. I, I want that to be true, guys. I mean, I honestly like, I, I use words on our Discord that I don't use on the air, but there's a lot of words I have feelings towards the University of Utah and, you know, that cannot be said because this is a family show. Yeah. And I want them to be left to rot. I am like, they, go and lose two Rose Bowls after winning nine regular season games in at the worst P five conference. And suddenly they think they're effing Alabama and Kyle Whittingham is Nick damn Saban. When three years ago, they all wanted him fired. Go look at hashtag fire wit. They wanted him fired in 2021.
1: Yeah. I don't, and- I don't have quite the level of disdain for Utah that you do, but I have some
0: disdain and, uh, it's not it, really, it's not the program. Honestly, it's not Winningham. It's not the players. It's not, there's, it is honestly, it is their insufferable, idiotic, clown fan base. Whoa. It's that, and maybe if I wasn't on Twitter so much, I wouldn't bother me. But well, it's like, think, for every freaking dumbass that's is. got the roses in their bro- bio, and it's like they're all in, I don't know why, more than any other school, it's like they're anonymous, and it's like their handle is like Utes Pack 12, and it with just a logo, and then they got like, 22 forever in some bros emojis. But they're handled, it's it's like the anonymous, like obsession with, and now they're out here saying, Well, I would rather go back to the Mountain West than be in the Big 12 (laughs) at BYU. If we're ever in a conference with BYU again, I'm not going to support a program. And that's for I could never, in 2020, they were saying, I could never follow a school that had to play a crap schedule like this. And it's like, Well, guess what? That's why your program sucks. And that's why (laughs) you have no history and you have no real fan base because y'all just want to, you don't care about Utah. You just want to be not BYU. uh,
1: Yeah. I, I, I think the reason I don't have quite as much disdain is I I live in Utah country now. And so I I think I'm able to compartmentalize like the morons and not say that it's the moronic fan base. I'm able to like, people want to say 10 percenters or whatever. It's more than 10 percent, but I'm able to say there's the moronic fans and then the rest of the fan base. And so I don't share quite the level of hatred. That's not to say there's no hatred, but it's not quite... I don't quite, you know, I don't get quite as fired up as you do. I don't feel it in my belly and in my loins, quite like you do. Which, frankly, I respect the hell out of it. Respect I your goals.
0: It's honestly, it's gotten worse as they've looked down their noses and think like, "Oh, we're going to be in the Big Ten, we're going to be in the SEC." And it's, it's gotten my hatred of them has gotten worse as I've bonded <laughs> with fans of other schools who are like who the hell are these dudes? Like, yeah, are it, and so it's the way every other school in the country is turning against them and seeing them for what they are, I, I what we've the, always known them to be.
1: I think the thing that, that if I have one thing that like really frustrates me about Utah fans is it's that it's BYU fans. Like we know we're weird and we know we're kind of obnoxious in certain settings. Like there yeah. are certainly some of us that don't, but talk to the average BYU fan and they'll probably make a joke about Cougar board, right? Like most of us acknowledge the weirdness that is BYU fans, Utah fans don't seem to have that, that level of self-awareness. And that's what is weird for me is it's like, if you want to be a crazy insufferable, you know, piss off everybody and it's us against the world type fan base, that's fine. Like, I think there's a lot of fan bases that are like that. Like UCF is kind of like that. But UCF just leans into it. They don't try to tell you that they're not assholes. They're just assholes, right? And yeah. uh, Utah fans, I think more than any other school that I've come in contact with, try to like say like this is just how fandom is, and it's like it, it's not. It's just how Utah fandom is. It's yes. different. And and I wholeheartedly recognize like BYU fans are different. We're weird. The things but- that we do are weird. But we recognize that we're weird, and I that that
0: and as totally much different. as and they are obsessed with proving how not BYU they are, yeah. but then it, everyone else is just like, wait, you're all a bunch of Warrens from Utah. It's like your university president is an LDS dude who sends you're, his kids to be, to school at BYU. Yeah, you are you're, us. You're coach, you cannot you're get away from us, the BYU
1: guy. Like,
0: <laughs> you it, stop, like you can't run from it. Just and lean so into
1: being weird, like the rest of us, and like it, that. If they did that, if they just conceded that, like, hey BYU. You're weird. We're right there with you, brother. And
0: they just cannot fathom, you know, that they think it would be a, it's interesting that they think it would be a step backwards to go into the big 12 as if they've like, they haven't won a national championship. They haven't, you know, they've, they haven't won a new year six bowl. They won yeah, two right? in the mountain West. They didn't want, haven't won I, any. I mean, they played wow. in two, that definitely counts for something, but like, I can't wrap my th- head around that either. They think that they are just in pure, it, I, It's gotta be so infuriating for them that after a decade, of them dunging us be like, oh, we left you behind. It's like, no, you need us now. Sorry. Like you thought you could When Honestly, if the roles were reversed, they would have completely died on the vine. They would be Utah state. And honestly, if I pray from my lips to God's ears that they get left behind because, and they do turn it like Whittinghamers, Like I'm done with this. They were t- imagine the, imagine going into this fall cam rising is coming off an ACL repair. Whittingham is like already was kind of thinking about retiring probably at a couple points in the last few years. His days are numbered. Everyone knows that. And it's like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and San Diego. No, I don't care. Screw the Big Twelve too. Give me I would rather invite like Arizona and Arizona State and free and like Oregon State and Washington, like, give me the bare bottom of the Pac-12, just to like, and Utah stays behind because like, no, we're too good for them. We think whatever, and it's like, okay, now their coach doesn't care. They don't have a quarterback, and their new TV deal is going to be like three dollars a year. So, good luck. That is what my my soul needs. This.
1: Well, for your soul's sake, I hope that I hope you get something that that helps you scratch that itch a little bit. We will.
0: So anyway, the but leading into realignment. This is something that I thought... So we're going to have an ACC pack draft. Ooh. So I don't know how we want to do this. So I will say we've probably... Let's cut out Oregon, Washington, Clemson, Florida State because we're, those are going to be the first... Probably Florida. Miami. Miami,
1: I think, is gone. I think Miami so goes is, to, the, the, to, to the... So
0: the, how are we doing this? Are we doing a snake draft? Are we doing as we would... Should no, we just I think we rank the schools?
1: No, 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 no. I think we do it like what all the the TikTokers are doing now. That it's just like, hey, we play rock paper scissors to see who gets first pick, and then we just
0: alternate. Okay, so we're we're drafting them that way. Okay, yeah. or should we just try to try to rank them? I think.
1: No, I want to do a draft because then I then there's some stratagem. We're building our own five team conference and. We're picking from the same pool to figure out. Okay.
0: Oh, hold on. Let me get the list of schools here. So we have Utah, Colorado, Arizona, ASU, Oregon State, uh, Washington State. Is that eight? Uh, I guess you could have Cal and
1: Stanford. Oh, yeah. And
0: Cal and Stanford. Forgot about that. Cal, Stanford. Okay. So that's the PAC schools. Now, out of the ACC, we've got Miami, UNC, Virginia, Duke, Duke, Virginia, Virginia, Vautech, Tech. uh, Syracuse, Pitt, Boston College, Wake, uh, NC State, Louisville. How many is that?
1: There's one more that we're missing. Not uh, Clarkson, no, that's not 11. Florida State. Oh, they only have 13. Why did I think they had 14?
0: Oh, no, they do have 14. So, who are we missing? Uh, Duke, UNC, NC State. Here we have the triangle. Wake Forest.
1: You got Wake already. Oh, I do man?
0: have Wake. Uh, Virginia Pitt. Let me look. It's going to be, who is it here? It is... Uh, Georgia Tech. We always oh, forget yeah. Georgia Tech. That's right. Okay. Okay. So those are our schools that we have. Okay. So we are compiling. So we're, we're not
1: including. We are saying Oregon, Washington, Clemson, Florida State, Notre Dame. Those are going to the Big Ten, SEC, whatever. This is the rest of the. Okay, got it. Yep. So now we got to figure out who gets first pick, and then away we go.
0: Uh, you can have the first pick. I'll give it to you.
1: Oh, that was generous. So this
0: is twenty teams. We didn't even get into the APAC here of the <laughs> proposed merger. But okay, and, and so re- we got to I
1: refuse to get into the APAC. Okay,
0: we got to... We're going to do this quick. So we have. um, Yeah. Okay.
1: So first overall pick, uh, you got to go Miami on this list. There's no question. It's Miami.
0: I I do like Miami. That gives you someone there closer to UCF, gets more into Florida. I think that's a good pick. Number two. (laughs) Number two, I am taking. I'm taking Virginia Tech. I think yeah. they have a decent, good following. People like Beamer Ball. Like Virginia Tech, just feels like a Big Twelve school. You know, it's the it's the ag school in the middle of nowhere. But they have a really good history. They've never won it all, but they've they've been at the cusp. So it feels like they fit with a Big Twelve school. And I just don't want them to get scooped off the board. So I mean, I guess maybe maybe right. what you think of this is I'm I'm thinking of this as like schools that I want to take that may be like the big 10 or the sec though. Okay. Let me guess my framework of this. These are schools. Uh, it's like, I want this because we're also in this draft trying to like fend off the big 10 or the sec. And I feel like Virginia tech is one of those customers where I could see the big 10 inviting Virginia tech. Yeah. So I want to get them before they do. That's, uh, that's my thought process here. Maybe I like going about process. The I'm
1: just going with my dream team okay. of like the schools that I'd want. And uh, give me Arizona state because I like Tempe I feel like Arizona State has all kinds of like untapped potential that everybody talks about every year. I'm going to be the guy that gets them there. So give me Miami, give me Arizona State, and we are going to party hard in the Rakutu Conference.
0: Okay. Then I am to cut you off from getting a rivalry within your conference. I'm taking the Wildcats, and we can keep that as a good out of conference matchup. But, you know, I, I think you know, the cats here is I can't let you have all these matched up rivalries. Okay.
1: Yeah, I get that. That's fair. Okay. My next pick, Uh, I'm going to stick in the Pac-12 South and I'm going to go with Colorado. And the first thing I'm going to do, because this is my conference, is I'm going to say that Coach Prime gets like 30% of my TV revenue that goes to Colorado so that he is locked into Boulder until he's dead.
0: Okay. That's... I can respect that. Uh next I'm taking Virginia. So I'm gonna as I'm expanding my twelve, I'm taking Virginia. Good grades, obviously good hoops. They you know they did well under Bronco. We'll see. I don't think their new coach is doing that hot though in football. They're gonna take a step back, but the potential is there. Yeah,
1: I like I like Virginia. There's history there. I think that's a good pick. Uh number four, I'm gonna take North Carolina and then Michael Jordan's gonna come. He's gonna work out a deal with Coach Prime and with Michael Irvin and all these other guys who are from these the other schools that are already there. And we're gonna get Jordan Brand across every school in my conference, mm-hmm. is an exclusive Jordan brand member, right? Like we're okay. done. Michigan, you don't get Jordan Brand anymore. I literally own Michael Jordan here mm-hmm. and and all of my schools get Jordan brand and boom, now I got a recruiting pitch.
0: Okay. I'll do like that. The, oh, this is tough. Um, I have two different, you know, is for going for big brands. Oh gosh. uh, I'm conflicted here. I think I need, uh, I want to expand. I need some more West Coast team. This is tough here. I got to get somebody. Oh, shit.
1: Yeah, like after the first eight or nine, we take a real big drop off.
0: Well, I'm like thinking of how, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Washington State huh. as the Cougars. So I, I need somebody to go along with Arizona. Uh, people have, I mean, they they like Washington State. Washington State Compared to Oregon State, they've got more history. And, you know, they've got more history of than the Beavers do, even though Pullman's in the middle of nowhere. So I, I'm going into Washington State.
1: Okay. I'm gonna take Duke. We're gonna tap or we're gonna pair him up with North Carolina. I was, I was be,
0: debating that because I knew you were gonna do well, it. Well, I mean so. you have
1: to. So we're gonna have a ton of Jordans on our feet and a ton of tobacco in our mouths with North Carolina and Duke in my conference. Okay.
0: There we go. And next then I am going to take I'm gonna take Georgia Tech and try. I mean, obviously Georgia course, owns. You have got a
1: ragtag group of teams here.
0: I don't know. I'm. I'm going. I'm going all over the place. <laughs> the. Uh, I. I'm going with Georgia Tech. Just get into. Atlanta and the amount of talent there. I think Georgia Tech is underserved and undermarketed, and they should be like for everything that you think ASU could be. And obviously, ASU is like the party school, but it's like you're like, it's the school in the Phoenix area, and there's a lot of people in Phoenix. Georgia Tech is that with Atlanta and the gajillion more prospects there mm-hmm. are. Like Georgia Tech should be way better than they are. Mm-hmm. I I grades, agree. With grades and all.
1: I like the pick. Uh, I think I gotta go, I think I gotta go Stanford next. I don't like Stanford. I don't want to like mm-hmm. Stanford, but I could go to Stanford with my conference and I could say, Stanford, I need some of your nerds. We're commissioning you to build out our next media platform and Stanford would get it done. So I want Stanford. Stanford
0: would get it done with seed money and then go bankrupt by the time they got hit the end of their series. That's fine
1: A. because ultimately I run it. I don't need them to run the company. Okay. I just need the platform. So okay. so I like Stanford to, to help me help me do that. Okay.
0: And, uh, next I'm taking, I'm going to take Oregon state. So I, I like Oregon state. I, I'm putting them up there with Wazoo. Now we're kind of, we have a balance. We have three East coast, three West coast. is it Nike in Beaverton? Uh, yes. But Beaverton
1: is not where Oregon state is. They're in Corvallis. Yes. But how and, far is Beaverton from Corvallis? Uh, this is like inception stuff that you've got the Oregon state Beavers, but they're not in Beaverton.
0: Well. Corvallis, Beaverton is like an hour and a half. So Corvallis. That doesn't make
1: any damn sense to me, man.
0: So or Eugene, Beaverton is two hours north of that. So it's like Eugene and Corvallis are only like 40. It's like BYU in Utah. They're like 40 minutes apart. That's stupid.
1: Oregon State, they need to take Corvallis and make it Beaverton. Like that's just what has to happen.
0: So they need to out-Nike yeah,
1: they have to. Uh, well, I'm let that
0: happen, but we can try.
1: I'm gonna go with Louisville for my next pick. I need some. Ooh, I, I was I need watching some, that some rednecky in my life, and give me that that uh, Louisville, Kentucky. I got a hell of a basketball conference going on right here. Uh, yeah, give me Louisville.
0: And I'm going in the same same vein. I'm taking NC State. No, I'm, I'm taking cool. that North the North Carolina Act School. Get. Get a redneck, uh, you know, the, get the wolf pack in there. Yeah, so we have six schools left. We got Utah and Cal are two Pac 12 schools left. Yeah, and we have Syracuse, Pitt, BC, and Wake. Is it my pick? Yes, I'm torn. I'm torn between two.
1: Give me Pitt, and mm. I'm gonna take Pitt because I think Pitt, man, they spike every every so often. They're really good, and I like it when they go royal blue and and yellow. Uh, that gives me kind of this weird little school. that kind of fits like Pennsylvania doesn't fit with what I, what I got going on. But I like Pitt culturally with the rest of the, the guys that I've assembled.
0: I like that too. And I'm taking Wake Forest. I'm, I'm heavy. I got, you know, Wake Forest is close to North Carolina, NC State, close to the Virginia schools. And really, everything else that's left just sucks. I have Cal, BC, Syracuse, and Utah. Good luck.
1: Yeah, I want Syracuse. Because I grew up in Syracuse, Utah, and that's pretty well the gist of it. But again, with that basketball theme, I got a hell of a basketball conference yeah. going.
0: Um No, I'm taking BC. Yeah, I figured you weren't gonna take Utah. So I'm taking BC um because the Eagles, I mean, they have not done much, but they are occasionally good for a solid eight and five year. There's not a lot of talent in the Boston area, but it does get you if we're putting out a conference network. It does lock us into the Boston Metro. I, th- I still think it's, even though there's not a ton of talent out there, I think it's meaningful to have a president there. And there are going to be so many alumni of other, you know, of all of my schools that take jobs in Boston that it'll be, it'll be good. They are my, DC yeah. is my record. <laughs>
1: uh, look, Utah makes more sense in my conference. Utah makes more sense for me, but mostly because I want to see if you'll like spontaneously combust. I'm going to go with Cal here. I knew it, you bastard. You're you're the commissioner of the Utes from here on out.
0: No, Okay, so I will be taking, instead of Utah, I'm going to call an audible here, and I am leaving them on the table. (laughs) And I instead am making a call to, hmm, I have, is it rice? Are you, are you uh, going to bring so, up okay, rice? So I've got my East coast schools. I've got Virginia tech, Virginia, Georgia tech, NC state, wake and Boston college. So I got those six schools. And then my West coast schools, I've got Arizona, Washington state and Oregon state. So I need kind of is it. I need kind of someone to round that out with Arizona. So I got to call up a school. I sure as hell am not calling San Diego State. I'm not calling Utah. I, I, we're leaving Utah to die. I need someone mildly close on the map. You know, I'm taking UTSA as long as Jeff Trailer is there. I'm betting on the Roadrunners to win every time. I like it. I or like it. my other alternative for another in-state game, we're promoting the NAU Lumberjacks. Ooh. That's we're not a bad I'm promoting Flagstaff. Arizona's going to have three P5 schools now. Bro,
1: I was watching Guy's Grocery Games the other day, and they had this lady on. It was the pizza episode. And this lady was from Laramie, Wyoming. And they showed me her restaurant, and it was some of the most legit-looking pizza that I've ever seen. Look, If you're looking at NAU and UTSA, this pizza place might be enough to nudge Wyoming Mm. onto that 10 line for you.
0: Okay. Uh, I can't do Wyoming, though, either. So I'm I'm rearranging our uh, things into a little bit more better geographic order here so we can run down the list. I
1: did pretty good.
0: You did pretty good. And there's, like,
1: regional partners for all of them, like— Evenly yeah, no
0: an I went bas- I let my personal biases influence me too you much yeah. in this. Uh,
1: you've you've got.
0: Well,
1: uh, you got. I'll give you a C minus for that conference.
0: Okay, so you have Cal, Stanford, ASU, Colorado as your Western wing. Yeah. And oh, I need to switch these over here on mine. And then you've got Louisville and Pitt as your kind of central guys. And then you've got UNC, Duke. And then Miami and Syracuse are your outliers. Yeah. So, and I've got Arizona and NAU, and Washington State and Oregon State is my Western wing. Which honestly, games, games of programs are pretty similar. And I, there's, I have more fan support than you do, by far. Uh, yeah. Well, so yeah, there is that. They, they may come, be in the middle of nowhere. Strong, so we'll see. You're gonna have them for about three months before there's an infraction and he gets fired okay then i have the commonwealth cup virginia virginia tech i also have georgia tech nc state and wake and boston college so i kind of i got the middle i got a lot of that middle of the pack acc vibe. you are
1: you are definitely going to want to be in a casino when it's conference basketball tournament yes. time and it's you know stanford arizona state louisville pitt north carolina duke miami syracuse they've all been
0: good they have their moments it's gonna be fun basketball is gonna be a lot is gonna be fun in my league your league is gonna get run by Duke and UNC and everyone else is meh so it'll be fun though I'm excited it's gonna be it's been a good episode we gotta jump but until Jeff only the announcement is did you there was food it seems like the Big 12 they're actually trying to make it similar to like an all-star weekend for the. I'm excited I'm gonna go to the conference basketball tournament next weekend Oh, are you gonna go eight, over? Or not? Not next weekend. Next year. I don't know. What I was thinking, next oh, weekend, yeah. but next year. Because they got food items branded for every school. They got Shack. They got Shack out there. The Fat Joe's gonna be there. They got Jordan Sparks is seeing the national. League. Like they're trying to make this Man. as big of a deal as like the NBA All Star Game weekend type Fat of. Fat Joe
1: would have been so dope in two thousand eight.
0: <laughs> hey, he's still dope now because <laughs> I never got to go in two thousand eight, but the. So I'm excited in terms of like trying to make it younger, hipper, right. It's they're doing the, they're doing stuff that other school conferences are still not doing. And I'm looking to, and I also saw, you know, they play the conference baseball tournament at yeah. the Rangers ballpark yeah. in Texas. If they do something similar for the conference baseball tournament, I could be down to go to Texas like the first week of May or whenever it is for four yeah. days and watch 20 college baseball games.
1: I, I love it, man. And they are. And, and when I think of trying to hit that younger demographic, I usually go straight to Shaq and fat Joe. That's who I think
0: of I mean th- that middle, so, the so mid youngers. We're not quite the old hairs yet. We're the mid hairs they're
1: knocking that demographic out of the park. I mean, that Jeff, is that is awesome.
0: Yes, it has been a good episode. We will see if anyone gives us any stakes. We find a sponsorship for your find a sponsorship for your iPhone. It's the only and way we'll it's still, happening. The only way it's happening. We got to find a thousand dollars, two hundred <laughs> stakes. We need it to happen. But until next week, Jeff, give them out.
1: Give them out.